Welcome to the Repertory Podcast with your host, Karen Allen, where each episode takes you from case scenario to words, from words to rubrics, from rubrics to rep set, from repertorization to remedies, from differential to outcome, all in about 25 minutes. It's fun, it's quick, it's never the same. Grab your repertory, a pen and paper to take some notes, and buckle up. Okay, guys, this is our final session where we're focused on taste rubrics. So we've been through pine nut mouth syndrome and the guy who hit his head after he fell off the wall. And we've gone through lots of different things where people had something going on with their mouth. Now, in this particular case that we're going to do today, there's a strong mouth component, but it's really the whole GI component. And it has a unique etiology. So we're gonna take a look at all of this. And when we get to the end, I want us to ask, did this fellow end up in this remedy state truly because it was an acute thing? And this was the fallout of an acute event, or do we think that maybe this was his chronic state? I don't know, I can't tell, I only saw him the once. And so I don't, well, once in a follow-up. And so I don't have a lot of long-term follow-up. I just had follow-up from his partner who was also my client. So are you ready? So for any of you who are joining us who are new, the way this works is that you grab whatever repertory you know and love. It can be a book, it can be a computer, it can be any repertory you use. And you got to have a pen and a piece of paper so that you can write down the symptoms. And we're going to go through a case and I'll tell the story. And then we're going to use the client's words to track that into the repertory. And today we're particularly paying attention to uh, the taste part of the repertory, which in old repertories is a subset of the mouth section and in newer repertories is its own section. And then we're gonna build a rubric set. Once we've translated what the client had to say into rubrics, and then we're gonna see what comes up and what makes sense and how I gave a remedy because I thought it was cool and it didn't work at all. And then um, what else I gave that did work. Okay. okay, so our client is a 24-year-old guy. There was a family wedding. And it was the first time that this fellow, the 24-year-old who we're working with today, was the first time he'd ever been to New Orleans. He, he said, I had never had pickled okra before. And he said, I swear I ate an entire jar of pickled okra just myself. And I thought it was the most delicious thing I had ever had. Okra is incredibly high in oxalates. It should not be eaten by people who are on blood thinners, but these were lacto-fermented okra pickles, which means they had never been cooked. So we got it. When, when somebody says, I ate like an entire jar of that noise, I'm thinking, oh, okay. 
So introduction of a lot into the microbiome. Maybe a UTI coming on. Yeah, there's, I'm like, oh, listening to this story, whole jar of fermented, naturally fermented okra pickles. Okay. He had never had okra before in his life. And he, he said, I ate oysters, Gulf oysters. Those are disgusting and I'm never going to eat those again. And I ate a lot of food, jambalaya and Creole food and things that I don't even know what it was or what was in it. And when they said there's crawfish in it, I thought, oh my God, I was just, by that time I'd had plenty to drink and I was just thinking, okay, I'm just gonna keep eating these things that people are giving me because I'm at this point, I'm just trying to be polite. The next morning he wakes up and his, he says, everybody has a funny taste in their mouth when they wake up. But he said, mine was different than what it usually is and it tasted so sour. And he said, it wasn't just that it tasted bad. It was like I had this slimy saliva. It was disgusting. It stayed with me. Uh, by afternoon, his GI is just gurgling and rumbling all over everywhere. He says it's, you know, the, do you guys know the homeopathic term for this? Borborygmus, yes. And his gut is making all this noise. And it's just so unusual for him. So he sits down to the dinner and starts having a whole lot of abdominal cramping. And he says, I could not eat a bite. And then I am off to the bathroom with this really profuse diarrhea. And it smelled super sour. His partner gave him a whole bunch of Pepto-Bismol. Two and a half weeks have gone by. And his partner is, has asked him to come in and see me because he's taken a whole lot of Pepto-Bismol. He's eaten good food. He's done all kinds of other things and nothing is changing. He still has this rampant bubbling and gurgling all through his gut, all his whole belly. He says it just sounds like plumbing is going on all the time. And as soon as he eats, if he eats a bite, within 20 minutes, he's going to have diarrhea. Not true if he drinks water, just if he eats solid food, he will start to cramp and then he'll start to pass gas. And if he passes gas, that makes the cramping much worse. And then he'll have diarrhea. I ask him a bunch of questions. Has he ever had this before? No. Has he ever had kidney stones before? I'm looking for, are there oxalate sensitivity issues? Has he got any kind of, of uric acid diathesis? And he says that kidney stones run in his family. He has not had one. But guys, he's 24 years old. So he's a little bit young to be evidencing that kind of pathology yet. So that's what we got. Still smells sour. His mouth still tastes sour. The stool still smells sour. He's still got diarrhea after he eats and it, the, he's got cramping and he before stool and he's got cramping when he passes gas. So what do you think? Where should we begin? 
mouth tastes sour. Excellent. That's a great spot for us to begin. Do we want to do something about the slimy experience? He describes his mouth as tasting and feeling slimy. Saliva, ropey, tenacious, slimy. Okay, what section are you in, Anamika? Okay, mouth, got it. Slimy. Ooh, it's got 11 remedies in it. So it's pretty small. Let's use that as a confirmation because that's going to kind of move things. We could do something like saliva sour. We could grab that and add it in. That's the rubric, mouth saliva, slimy, mouth mucus. Let's see what we can do about that. There we go, slime, slimy. Borborygmus and gurgling and rumbling, yep. Where are we gonna find a rubric for that? Abdomen rumbling, oh good, Mary Lee. Oh, we just got one thing in there. I think we might have to look in generalities. What do you think? Gurgling internal. That might be the best that I'm able to match for you guys. And then we've got stool before, absolutely. Um, it's really painful before stool. So what section are we going to look in there? So Aaron says rectum pain stool before, but that's not where he has the pain. The pain is a cramping in his abdomen. Abdomen cramping, gripping stool before. So we could also look, remember that very often the actual sensation will be categorized under pain. So Anamika says abdomen pain cramping. So she's doing a good job of pointing us here in this direction. We could do cramping stool before. And we can also look at abdomen pain, stool, aggravated B4. So I think those are probably the same rubric, but okay. And good. Carol says abdomen pain eating after. So he definitely has that after eating. Okay. And what else happens after he eats? Into there. Diarrhea that's sour. Yeah, absolutely. So where are we going to find diarrhea? Oh, perfect. Julia, you're right on it. Julia says, let's look at rectum diarrhea after eating. And that is exactly where we want to be. And then the odor of the stool is sour. Good. So you guys are right on it. Let's look at that.
Okay, let's see what we got, okay? We've got this, this thing with sour, slimy stuff. Uh, let's combine these two. Okay, and we got all this gurgling, and I'm sorry I couldn't find the gurgling things that you guys had. And then we've got the pain before stool. And here are two that we probably should add together. We'll just combine those two things. And then um, he's worse after eating. He gets diet, the pain is worse after eating. There's one other element. When he passes gas, the cramping is bad. So where are we gonna find that? What section should we look in? Uh, rectum isn't where he's got the pain. That's a great place to look when people are passing gas. That's the first thing we think of, isn't it, Julia? Me too. Okay, good. Kristen says abdomen pain, flatus aggravates. So let's go with that. Okay, and flatus is our repertory term. Uh, in, in England, they would call it wind. We'll just say aggravates. Okay, so that's our set. He's got the sour and the slimy thing with the mouth. He's got the gurgly thing going on. He gets diarrhea after he eats and he gets cramping pain in his belly after he eats. The stool has a sour odor and his, if he passes gas, that also is um, really ouchy. Should we see what we got? Let's, you know, we do a reality check when we look at the remedies that come up to say, are we in the right zone? So. Sulfur, very soric remedy, strong affinity to the GI tract, the lungs, the sinuses, the skin, everywhere that inner meets outer, not surprised at all to see that come up. China, common remedy, very strong affinity to the GI tract, same with lycopodium, phosphorus, okay, all those are reasonable. Mag carb, oh yeah, big diarrhea remedy, sour, Mag carb, absolutely. So we can start thinking, yeah, we're in the right zone. We're, we, we're seeing reasonable guys. Pulsatilla with all of its di tender digestion. Yes, graphitis. Okay, wasn't really expecting to see that. But, you know, it's a carbon. Has a lot to do with the things that carbon-based life forms have to do. So, okay. And then room and chamomilla right here. Okay. Wasn't really expecting to see either of those. Now, chamomilla, we can say, well, duh, because a cup of chamomile tea has been a tonic for GI tract issues for, you know, grandmothers for a thousand years, right? And then rheum, did anybody know this remedy? It's made from rhubarb. 
And we're normally taught this remedy as one for kids that get diarrhea with teething. And it is known as a herbal, in herbal medicine, if you make a tonic or a liqueur out of it, uh, if you give a little bit of it, it will stop the bowels running too loosely. And if you get a lot of it, it will open everything up and make it a cathartic that will drain everything out. So that's interesting. And room is known for sour, 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 sour. And to have such a small remedy pop up here is a little bit unusual. And then we've got a Nux Vomica. Yep. Nat Carb Podophyllum. Not surprised at all to see that going on. Aloe. Not surprised at all to see that going on. Um, a lot of these are remedies that Colosynthes you know, that we, all of these make us feel confident that we are in the right field with the right cows, as Robin Murphy would say, because the, I, I hear from lots of people, oh, I have diarrhea, I have cramping. Did any of that sound unusual? No. So a lot of these, half of this stuff here, could apply to that. The thing that was the most unusual for me was that he woke up the next morning with the sourness in his mouth. And I thought, okay, we want a remedy that really has sour. And so the remedies that I narrowed it down to were mag carb, rheum, and calcarea, which can have sour odors. Now I gave him rheum rhubarb. I gave him a vial of 30C. I asked him to take three doses over 24 hours and call me in 48 hours. And I thought, cool, this is going to be fun. And when he called after 48 hours, guess what he said? No good response, no change, zero change, not a change, not a sausage, nothing. So then I gave him mag carb. And again, guys, we're not looking at a deep constitutional here. We're looking at what is going on with this person in the way that they are acutely disordered. And because of the sourness and the cramping, and, you know, FOSS is right here, and mag carb is right there. When you see those two together like that, you can also say, oh, abdominal cramping, could it be mag FOSS? But because of all of the sourness, I went ahead and went with mag carb. I thought, oh no, this poor guy, after two days on room, he's not any better. And so I gave him mag carb. And he said from the first dose, the diarrhea stopped, the sourness went away. And then I, he was better. It all went away. And within a week, Everything was completely gone. His stool was back to normal. No sour, no sour odor, nothing. So what does this mean? What's our takeaway on this? We will tend, I tend to have a bias when a small remedy shows up in a very manifest overt way in a large rubric spread like this. It's very unusual to see room come up 
in a repertorization. Now, I always want to pay attention to it, but I think we might have a tendency to say, because it came up, that means it's well-considered. And I could certainly find what I wanted to in the repertory about it. And I could find in the Materia Medica to justify this. But in the end, it's a small remedy. I've never seen it act outside of the realm of dentition. That doesn't mean it couldn't. It just means that I haven't matched it well. So in the future, if I were in a situation like this, I and this is one of my own decision points, when I have to make a choice between a smaller remedy and a large mineral remedy, something that has calcium, magnesium, sodium, uh, phosphorus, anything that's in one of the cell salts. Now I always choose to start the case with the more reliable option that is metabolically used in the body because almost always you're gonna get further faster and then the vital force can refine and show you by its alteration of symptoms what it needs. Thanks for investing your time and effort into learning and using the repertory. You're invited to join us live at Monday Midday Repertory as we create these podcast episodes. Learn more about how to use the repertory with me, Karen Allen, author of the repertory tutorial and workbook, which is now an e-course at www.trinityhealthhub.com. See you next time with another repertory case.